The Profit Constructors presents Construction Junction, the junction between accounting and construction. Please welcome our host, Tanya Schulte. Hello, and welcome back for another edition of the Construction Junction podcast. My name is Tanya Schulte, and I am your host today. Have you ever had one of those subjects about which you know very little and you just are constantly wishing that you knew more? Well, for me today, that is the subject that we're going to be talking about, and it is SEO, search engine optimization. It's something that I have dabbled in and played around in for years. Um, I've been working with uh, HTML and CSS and a lot of different things, actually built a few websites back in the day. Um, but this idea of uh, putting keywords in and optimizing your website um, and uh, possibly other social uh, media and things in order to get the bots on the page to recognize your page and come there more often and know what your content is, it's something that I know just enough about to be very dangerous. And I mean very dangerous because I don't know enough about it to really do it well in any way, shape or form. I am very much looking forward to today's episode where I get to learn a lot about it. Hopefully you get to learn a lot about it as well. Um, and I'm really excited for our end user to get to know some more about it. So today we're going to be talking about SEO with our expert guest. Her name is Kelly Gonsalves. She's with Totally SEO. She and I have been friends for several years. Um, and we met through some accountant circles, but she dove off into the subject far more than I ever have. And she has learned a lot and she has now started this business, Totally SEO, to teach others all of the things that she's learned and to help them manage their SEO really well. And our end user today is another good friend of mine that I've known for several years. His name is Eric Perry, and he is with Eco Roofing Solutions. And I thought this would be a great pairing and a great fit. And Eric thought the same that I did. I know he was excited when we called and said, hey, come learn about this because his business is brand new. And what better time to learn about and flesh out how to grow your online presence than when your business is new and before you've made a lot of the mistakes, right? We say the same thing about accounting all the time. Hire an accountant early, listen to them well. Um, and so a great time to do the same thing with SEO at the start of your business. Um, before you go down some wrong paths. So I'm really excited to talk to both of our guests today and find out more about the subjects that I need to know a lot more about myself. Uh, we'll dive in after this quick break. If you would like to share your company or product on the Construction Junction, email hello at theprofitconstructors.com to become a sponsor. Hi, and welcome back. Kelly Gonsalves from Totally SEO. I've been talking you up. I think you're so amazing and cool. I can't wait to learn more about the subject because I will tell you, I just don't know enough about it. And I always feel like I should, right? I always feel like this is something. And I think partly because as a business owner, you feel like you should understand marketing more. I feel like that's something that all business owners have that need or drive to like, I should know how to get myself out there more, right? Um, and so for me, anyway, I'll speak for myself. I've always felt like I need to know more about marketing. And also, especially this whole area of SEO, like how does what I'm doing on our website, does it drive business to our business or not? So I'm just, I'm super excited about this whole subject. So hi, <laughs> Kelly, welcome. Hi, <laughs> I'm excited to be here. here. Thank you. Um, tell us about Totally SEO, how it came to be and where you guys are today. Um, okay. So Totally SEO was born from or kind of like divided off of what I did for Totally Booked. So my um, first business, Totally Booked, my baby, is my bookkeeping firm. Um, and I had to, I'm kind of hypocritical here in saying this, but as the business owner, I had to learn how to do the marketing. And so <laughs> I had to figure out a way to get myself out there. And so I kind of taught myself uh, specifically SEO. So I, I didn't become, I'm not going to say I became this like full-blown marketing expert, um, but I did teach myself this one very specific area of digital marketing. 
um, utilizing SEO and social media to kind of grow my leads and my business and then in turn, turn that into its own business. So, yeah, I think that's a similar path that a lot of us entrepreneurs take, right? Like there's that term bootstrapped. We're all trying to bootstrap it, right? And just make it work. Um, and so, but the cool thing is you were able to learn a lot more than I've been able to learn so far. But I also think that, um, you know, it's just like anything else in life. There comes a point in the life cycle of every business where we all have to recognize our strengths. Um, you have found a way to learn more about this and this has become a strength of yours. It's not going to be a strength for every other business owner that's out there. And so there's a time where you need to outsource those things. Yeah. And so that's why I said it it feels a little hypocritical in saying that as the business owner, I learned it. And then I'm also saying, well, you should also outsource it. (laughs) Um, But at the time I didn't have a lot of money. And so I kind of had to figure it out. Right. So I knew what I wanted, what my goal was and, and, kind of, you know, what people I wanted to get in front of. And I had to figure out a way to do that without having a lot of money to spend because I was brand new. And also when you first start your business, like I wasn't charging enough and I was kind of working crazy hours and trying to figure everything out. Um, But it's an area that I knew was important. And I mean, like, quite frankly, right? Like you and I met online, essentially, right? We started talking online, social media. And so that's because I figured out how to use those things, you know, kind of to my ability so that I can meet more people and, you know, grow my name and the industry and everything else. But it's not easy. So I'm not going to say like, oh, yeah, just go and like teach yourself some stuff online. It'll be great. Um, Because also as the business owner, you usually start a business because you're good at whatever it is that you're selling or doing for people. So that's obviously where most of your focus would be. So trying to split your brain into like all these other places is really hard, <laughs> like really hard. <laughs> yeah. And again, coming from that accounting space where you and I come from, it's a very similar uh, story that we hear a lot of times with smaller family owned entrepreneurial type businesses on the accounting side, right? We started the business, we purchased QuickBooks and we just started entering data into QuickBooks ourselves, right? But there comes a point <laughs> at every in every business where you're like, okay, but now I've reached the limit of what I know and want to know. Typically I need to find someone else who really does know their stuff in this area. And so for you, that has gone off into the SEO. So what do you think is like the number one reason that any business, and of course this whole podcast is specifically geared towards construction contractors. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to be honest. I think there are a lot of construction contractors who don't have great websites, who don't do a lot of really good social media. Um, And I think this is an area where a lot of them could improve. But what do you think is like the number one reason they should really think about this and be paying attention to it? So I think for construction, any service-based business, I would say, really, um, SEO is going to be a really good tool to have, I would say, if you're going to utilize it as a tool to bring in more people. And you have to think of it in... Yes, you're going to still get referrals. Yes, you're still listed on places probably like Angie's List and Thumbtack and all the other places, right? But when it looks, when you look at it like um, marketing yourself for yourself and kind of getting that message out there, you're going to be able to reach people that you wouldn't be reaching already. So yes, you're going to have the people that default to going on, like I said, an Angie's List, putting in their zip code and the name, and they get you know the list of contractors. Cool. Um, but when it comes to like me, for example. If I was looking for a roofer, I would probably put in on Google roofer and my zip code or roofer near me. And those are the people that wouldn't necessarily be going on to the other sites looking for you. And so you want to pop up in that, let's say, top three or top 10 or whatever it might be. Um, And then also being specific about what you do also weeds out the people that you wouldn't be working with. So if you're doing roofing and your website is clear that you're doing roofing, likely you're not going to now get calls for flooring, (laughs) you know, but if it just says construction, call this number, you know, it's a little bit less uh, intentional and he's going to be coming in the door. Somebody's name construction could mean anything. Could mean anything. Right. So if you know what services you're offering and you're being specific when you're showing up in those searches, you want it to be that you're getting the right people. And so SEO helps you bring in the right leads and then also bring in more leads because now they're, you know, you're getting the right people in the door, you're talking to the right people. And it's not just, you know, my mother referred me, my neighbor referred me, oh, I saw your sign when I drove by, you know, that kind of thing. Now you're getting people that wouldn't be finding you elsewhere. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And I think um, one of the things you said kind of kickstarted something in my brain, which I think is something that a lot of service-based businesses could also do better, which is determining their target market before they put any of that stuff out there. So, um, you know, not necessarily so much on the roofing side of things. We've been kind of picking on roofers and we're going to talk to a roofer here in just a minute. <laughs> but um, I see like general contractors with websites up that will say something like, we specialize in residential, commercial, uh, working with anybody, everybody, and we'll take all comers. Like they're not saying all those exact words, but right. they really don't have a specialty, even though they're using the terms we specialize in. And so that can make what you're talking about a little bit harder because finding keywords for every, you know, 42 things that you're trying to specialize in makes it more difficult, right? <laughs> so determining who you're targeting is a place we should maybe start. Yeah. So I think you're right. So when it comes to the construction industry, I think also if you don't want to turn down any leads, you're going to put stuff like, you know, commercial, residential, flooring, roofing, HVAC, like all the things are going to be listed on your website. Um, and some people for a general contractor, that makes sense because they're kind of like the coordinator, right? They're going to make sure all the things get done. And so that would make total sense if you are actually doing all the things. Um, but when it comes to, uh, and like you said, kind of any service-based business, even just very specifically listing what it is that you offer and gearing your marketing, right? Gearing your um, your social, social media, any of those things towards those people, you mm -hmm. have to think of it as if you were the person doing the search. So if I was my customer, what would I type in when I went online looking for a roofer, a contractor, a floor, yeah, floor, flooring, company um whatever it might Floors. be right? like <laughs> floors i don't think that's a thing but it's a thing now um <laughs> just made it up <laughs> just made it live up. or not not live edited later on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so like what would you search for and so that's where you're, you're going to narrow down to that more specific market what are the people that are looking for me looking for and you want to show up in those searches so you have to be friendly to you have to think like the customer, which is actually really more difficult than it sounds because a lot of people kind of get in their own heads. Like in accounting, it's like we default to debits and credits and, and QuickBooks and journal entries and things that like our customers are like, how do I make a bank deposit? You know, like it's like, <laughs> so it's, you know, it sounds really silly, but on my site, I'll have something like tutorial on how to make a bank deposit. As silly as it sounds, that is what comes up in searches. And yeah. so you want to make sure that you're thinking like the person that's looking for you. And that's so how do you do that? How do you try to figure out? So there are some tools that you can use online. Yeah, there are some tools that you use online. Uh, Google has a lot of free tools. So Google Search Console is one of them. Google Analytics is another one. Um, and generally speaking, you'll find um, there's there's a lot of tools out there, I should say. But when you're trying to kind of get in that headspace, you want to make sure that you're not being too technical. So think of it and talk to your friends and your family. Like if you were looking for a roofer right now, what would you be searching for? Write those things down. I know they sound really silly, right? But most of my articles that are on my, like my bookkeeping site are like how to's or the top three, whatever's accounting softwares, stuff that people would be looking for if they were looking for a bookkeeper. How do I set up QuickBooks? And I'm not going to be, and to be clear, like my, blog is not going to be like step one, you know, sign up here, step two, enter this information. It's more like when you're looking for an accounting system, these are the things you would take into consideration. But just the fact that I'm coming up in those searches, it's bringing the right people in. So right. you have to almost simplify it. Don't be too technical. That's probably the biggest mistake that a lot of us make is we go in with like all of our knowledge on the subject and it's like, yeah, but the people looking for us don't have that knowledge. They need the knowledge from us, but they don't have it yet. So they don't know what they're searching for. They don't know what they're looking for. Does that yeah. make sense? Totally makes sense. I think another um, thing I would wonder about is how can it really hurt your business if you don't understand this stuff, if you're not really paying attention to what's going on with your SEO? Um, so like one thing that I was surprised to discover is that even if you have a website, you may not ever show up in a Google search. I was like, wait, what? So I put in all this work and none of the stuff on my site is, you know, SEO friendly. And so I might be next door to somebody that's looking for a bookkeeper and still not show up. 
Um, so you want to make sure that and so one of the other things about like Google Analytics and Google um, Search Console, which are the two major like free tools that they offer for marketing, um, it'll tell you if there's something wrong with your site. So you can put a little like bot essentially on your website and it'll do a search and say like, hey, this page is erroring out. We're not sure why, you know, error 404. And it could be like, oh, I created that page when I set up my site, I forgot to get rid of it, but it's coming up in those searches. And so Google's saying, nope, this site is not complete or this site has um, some issues. So we're just gonna skip that in the search. So Google is the master of all things search. Like, let's be honest, right? So like there's Bing and there's some other ones out there, but really it's Google. And so if Google is saying that your site is not suitable, then it's not gonna show up. That's the, like, the reality of it. So you wanna make sure that in addition to, yes, marketing yourself, um, you know, putting stuff out there that's about your expertise, you wanna make sure that you're also, you don't have any issues on your site, that there's no, um, any reason for Google to disregard your site. You don't wanna be skipped in the searches, that kind of thing. So there's just kind of maintenance and keeping up and making sure that you're current. Those are all important parts of it as well. Gotcha. Okay, and I said, I understand enough of this to be a little bit dangerous. So I'm gonna start using terms and correct me if I'm wrong. But how does like social media fit into this or does it? And is there something about like having backlinks and things back to your site that helps? Yeah. So social media, just like backlinks, both important because Google looks at you, you, your business as a whole, right? So it knows that total, totally booked on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn is totally booked at NYC, which is my website, right? And so, so Google's kind of smart it, enough to put all those pieces together. Yes, exactly. So it's smart enough, but also on my Twitter, it links back to my website. On my Facebook page, okay. it's gonna pull back to my website. On my LinkedIn, it says, I work at Totally Booked and here's my website, you know? So it knows to link all those things together. And then once it establishes that you're all the same person or the same business, it kind of works as like a concentrated effort, right? So when you're updating your social media, it knows that you're still active. When you're updating your website, it knows that you're still an active business. So the other side of that is, like I said before, keeping current. And so wanting to make sure that you're constantly updating that Google knows that you're alive and well and functioning and you know putting your services out there, um, it's all gonna help stay connected. The backlinks part of it, um, it is pretty important and is it's creating that web, I'm gonna say. So it's connecting you, but it's connecting you to other websites. So I've written for other companies before. And so I make sure that when they post a blog or an article or something, they're linking back to, you know, Kelly Gonzalez at Totally Booked and it's pulling in my website. Or if my blog is reposted, let's say on Twitter or something, it's linking back, right? So that's the, the basic definition of a backlink, but what it does is it helps create that more full profile. And so it's saying, yes, this person or this business is active. It's still out there. It's being referenced somewhere else and kind of like boosts your expert level, if you will. And so the more places you're being found, the more likely you are to show up higher up on that search. And uh, how does it work? Like, let's say um, you have social media that has, and, and this is something that happened to me at the very beginning. I have social media that says just Tanya Schulte, mm -hmm. but over on the other side, I have something that says the profit constructors. What's happening there if you're, you know, how is that being handled? Do you have any ideas about that? So like, my advice for something like that, I would say, or like what I've done is I just try and make sure that I'm consistent. So if it's Kelly Gonzalez, Kelly Gonzalez totally booked, right? So making sure that my name is the same. I know it sounds silly, but like not adding in my middle initial somewhere that I didn't add it in somewhere else. Um, and also somebody also told me very early on, like have the same headshot everywhere. Mm. Like, I know it sounds kind of like, oh, that's so small, but it, it is, it makes a difference. If I go to search for Tanya Schulte and you come up in one place and you have this, let's say this really outdated picture. And then in another place, I'm not sure if you're the same, you know? And yep. so I may not realize that I'm dealing with the same person. And so for consistency, it makes it a lot easier. So all of my like guest blogs and stuff like that, that I've done, I send the same headshot. I know. Admittedly, I need a new one because that one is a couple of years old and now I have like pink hair and stuff, but I can say I've been consistent that I've used the same headshot for a really long time. And so everyone knows when I come up that it's me. What if you do have an outdated headshot and you update it just then consistently going forward? 
create that. Okay. Consistently going forward. Also, if you're still actively, so like if it's a, you know, a place that you're still writing for or something, just send them an updated headshot. There's no harm in having them updated as well. Obviously, past stuff that you've done, I'm not saying like, hey, you know, I wrote an article for you about five years ago. Do you mind updating my headshot? But <laughs> if you're still working with them, say, hey, you know, I updated my headshot. I just want to make sure it's consistent. Right. Um, and then, yeah, just making sure that your messaging is consistent. So when you change your company name, when you, let's say you get married or something happens, you need to change, just making sure that you change it and update it pretty much everywhere so that it's it's starting that new cycle and getting you right back to where you need to be. Got it. Yeah. There's a little bit of administrative pieces to this, right? Because yeah. needing to remember, like, where do we have all of our social media uh, things and where do those things yeah. need to be updated? That is, does take a little bit of managing. Yeah, I would say. Um, so I use tools to kind of make sure that everything's in one place, so to speak. You know, a password manager has been like probably my best friend ever, most utilized tool in my life. <laughs> um, but, you know, Yes, it does take some administrative stuff and some of it is quick, right? Like if I'm going on Twitter and I'm just changing or updating a, you know, a headshot, that's fairly simple. Um, whereas reaching out to different, you know, media outlets and making sure that everyone has an updated um, headshot or biography or whatever it might be, that can be a little more difficult. Um, I would say try to keep a master list somewhere <laughs> so that you don't forget, you know, like where you've either publish something or where you need to update that company name, you know, are you listed? Well, one, yes, absolutely be listed on Google and make sure that that's up to date. But if you listed with, you know, Nextdoor or um, Align was one of them at some point, there's a lot of like smaller sites, Yelp, making sure that everything links back to the right website now and that it's all, you know, current. Um, definitely keep some kind of a master list somewhere. <laughs> And if you're a little bit of a larger organization, make sure that someone that we all know on the team, that's someone who's in charge of that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm thinking small, 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 like someone, it was really just me and I was doing, I had to make sure that I, you know, did it everywhere. <laughs> so right. I had gone from totally booked bookkeeping solutions, which is a mouthful to just totally booked. And while that sounds really kind of the same, it wasn't the same. And so there were different links to different websites out there, different logos and a whole bunch of stuff I had to change. And it was kind of a nightmare, uh, but I made sure to go through and do all of it. And so now there's practically no chase of totally booked bookkeeping solutions anywhere that I can find. <laughs> Ours was an even more large change because we went from being Schulte and Schulte to being yes. <laughs> the profit constructors. Those two totally different names. Yeah. Um, and the sad part is I do still every once in a while find vestiges of Shulte and Shulte. I'm like, no, that's not us. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's, we didn't, we didn't do that very well at the beginning, right? Like keep lists of where we were out in the world. It's, yeah. Because you're kind of just moving. Like you're like, okay, the things have to happen and then I have to make this deadline. I have to publish this thing. So I totally understand. Yeah. But good to, good to keep in mind, like it's best if we're keeping track of all that and making sure we're getting everything updated so that um, anything that we've done in the past still does link back to what we're doing now. And that just continues to build this SEO train that we're sort of driving yeah. forward. Um, even an Excel sheet, start an Excel sheet or a Google doc. I mean, just someplace so that you know where your things are. Yeah. Um, and one last thing, cause I just kind of thought of it as I was speaking, it, it does help that the more content that you have out there, right? Like just having a, a good library of content is helpful and useful. Yes. And with that, and I will say, I'll speak on that backlinks that you mentioned earlier, you want to make sure that, yes, get your name out there. Absolutely. If you're asked to do a guest blog, if you're asked for your expertise on a podcast, whatever it might be, make sure that, yes, get your name out there. But there are services that offer um, like paid backlinks. And that's not always a good thing because sometimes you'll find your name or your website, your links on some very shady, strange sites that you wouldn't really want to show up on. Um, and so just make sure that if you start working with a company where they're gonna help you get those backlinks and kind of spread the word that they're doing it in the, an upstanding manner, <laughs> that you're not you know, gonna wind up on some strange hacker site somewhere that promised you you know, links back to your site that nobody is ever gonna wanna click on anyway. Yeah. So. 
that makes total sense. All right, well, I'm excited to talk to Eric and see what questions he has. Is uh, you know, he's got a new business and wanting to know more. So we'll talk to him right after this break. Are you a construction accountant or industry advisor who is enjoying the Construction Junction podcast, but wish that you could dive deeper into the topics with industry peers and even learn more about how to serve your clients well? Then you might be interested in the Construction Junction Roundtable, debuting in March 2021. Our host, Tanya Schulte, will lead the Construction Junction Roundtable, where we bring together construction company advisors to learn how to grow their business. Additionally, this helps so that together we can market more effectively, bring high-quality accounting services, and other high-level advisory services in the construction space. Awesome. Welcome back. So we have Eric Perry of Eco Roofing Solutions joining us, coming back in with Kelly Gonzalez of Totally SEO. I almost said totally booked there, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Starting Eric, a whole series. Yeah, exactly. She'll be to- doing totally all kinds of things in a while. Eric, tell us about Eco Roofing Solutions and more about what you guys do. Sure. Uh, so Eco Roofing Solutions, and, and this uh, is the absolute opposite of what I'm, what I'm now learning. Um, <laughs> I've always advertised it as we are a full service residential and commercial roofing contracting company. Uh, that specializes in replacements and repairs. And now, uh, so hearing all of this, I'm like, ah, as the business owner. So um, definitely, uh, uh, you know, things we need to consider. So anyway, we um, we have a specialized niche in uh, sustainability, uh, sustainable products, sustainable roofing. So we focus on there's products. Your, that, there's what you want to talk about. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we, we focus on offering products. We only offer products. Um, that will um, outlast your more conventional systems. Um, most of them, if not all of them, will give you a return on your investment. Pretty much just educating customers about what those products are and what they can do. And we offer them as options. Um, you know, we understand that they're not always for everybody, but um, given the right circumstance for your roof, it's, it's certainly a, a good investment that can save you money in the long run, as well as make your roof last longer. So that's what we do. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's what you guys can market and market the the heck out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we're hanging out with the roofers and hanging out with that, but I'll keep it family <laughs> friendly on the podcast. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a great start. So prior to kind of listening to Kelly and I talk, what did you know about SEO? Gosh, uh, what it stood for. That's about it. Um, you know, and, and uh, I, I hear over the years of Talking to various marketing folks, um, you know, I, I hear the term all the time. Uh, I never knew the extent of exactly what I need to be doing. They've told me um, what I need to be doing. I hear all the time about, um, you know, not broadcasting a, a list, right? But, you know, as a business owner and somebody that's 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 very technical myself, um, it's it's I feel <laughs> as though I want to tell you how qualified I. <laughs> in the four seconds that you have to, to listen to me or to read this. And, and um, I find very quickly that, that people start falling asleep with their eyes open um, as I, as I go that route. So, um, or moving on to more of the flashy advertisements or what have you. So it's uh, uh, I didn't know a whole lot about it. Um, I still don't. In fact, listening to um, you speak, it was, you said very, very early on and I wrote it down um, is that we, we don't ever, We'll never know enough about it, <laughs> and so um, definitely, uh, definitely a lot that I have to to learn and incorporate and 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 to try to grow in this this Google monster, right? Yeah, totally. It is a Google monster. So, what's the number one thing that you'd like to know more about after kind of hearing about SEO? Um, gosh, well, there was quite a few things that I found very interesting. Um, the consistency throughout all platforms. Um, I found interesting. Um, I, I, I believe on some I have the LLC at the end of our name. On some I don't. So, um, you know, I guess how, how does Google know? You know, I mean, obviously they can see it, but it's it's weird to think that a computer or a program can can have this algorithm to kind of find all this stuff out. Um, but uh, I, I guess the, the the searches. What you what you said was very interesting to me is you can have a neighbor that's looking for a bookkeeper, I think was your example. And, and, and you can live right next door to them and they won't ever see your page. So um, I, I guess how to get your page more visible without going into the bidding war of these Google AdWords or anything like that. Right. 
Um, so while you were talking, I pulled up your website. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh, let me just pull this up. Um, and yeah, like you had said, so like some have the LLC, some don't. Unfortunately, right now, Facebook and Instagram are down, so I can't see those. Um, but I can see, you know, so one thing that's consistent on your site, it looks like, is that you update your reviews a lot. And so that's another way for your site to keep refreshing and keep staying active. So that's something that you're doing really well. Um, I would say just go through and remove the LLC. That's probably the only thing I would say for consistency on the name. Um, and just making sure that you're constantly pushing updates. So it looks like you're pretty good about Twitter. I, like I said, I can't see the other ones. Um, and you have really good reviews on Google, which is great. So one thing that I did in the beginning, especially because it's it's free, <laughs> um, was ask people after I had done something for them to go on and do that Google review, right? So, hey, you know, if especially if they were like, oh my God, we're so happy. I'm like, great, here's a link to Google. Do you mind doing a review? You know, just saying exactly what you just said and, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and then sometimes I would send them like, you know, a coffee or something after is like a thank you just, you know, to kind of, and I just put it under, that's my marketing costs. Like, oh yes, you know, write this review for me, do this thing, um, because it keeps you current. Uh, and so that's another way to stay consistent and stay current is just constantly doing something that's gonna refresh the Googler, so to speak. Um, think about Google like a robot, right? So it's like constantly looking at your site, it's looking at all the words, it's looking at all the things. And so it's not human in that it can see you know, um, I know Eric's a person and that he does all these things. So you're just going to make sure that you have like certain descriptions, certain words that you're using, kind of like a, we call them keywords, right? But like words that are going to pop or bring in the right people. Because like I said, your neighbor may never find you and, you know, you're listed with your address and what you offer. But if they're not searching the right way or if you're not, you know, being found by how they search, you won't show up. Um, Sorry, so, yeah, sorry, I just couldn't help myself. I was like, let me go take a look. <laughs> no, that's great. I think then the key is like really starting to just organically do some marketing research, right? Like, so, hey neighbor, if you are looking for a roofer and if you are looking for a roofer who's specialized in sustainable roofing products, how would you search for them, right? <laughs> like well, those people that you want to search for you, let's ask them, how would you, how would you look that up? And that's another way to also determine your like or I guess market to market, not market, market to your target market. Um, because if you really are only doing sustainable products, right, and you're only using specific materials, then you want to be found by those people. You don't necessarily and not that you're gonna turn away, you know, someone that's looking for, let's say, traditional roofing products, and they may not realize, but also if yours isn't gonna cost them extra, that's also a misconception, right? So putting stuff like that out there. Like it doesn't have to cost more to do the right thing. It doesn't have to cost more to do, you know, the, I guess the eco-friendly thing in this case. Um, exactly. Kind of leaning into that. Like Tanya had said, leaning into your, your niche or niche, depending on where you are. Uh, That's so, for our Canadian friend. Yeah. <laughs> leaning in um, is gonna, so there's different ways to be found on Google also. So it can be based on look, like your location. Right. So coming up in your hometown is one way. But another thing would be if you wanted to spread out a little further, having that niche is going to allow you to show up in those searches, regardless of your geographic location. So you can kind of utilize both because you have a niche. Not everyone does. Right. Like we said earlier, sometimes it's just general construction. We do everything. But you have a very specific um, set of materials that you use. And so that could be another way to kind of utilize the search engines to find you. And so you want to make sure you know you come up when it says eco-friendly roofing in I'm gonna say Arizona, but I don't know which town specifically, Scottsdale. <laughs> Scottsdale, Arizona, right? So that's also another big market. You want to be able to differentiate yourself. But using yeah. search friendly words. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's uh you know one of the struggles that I've had is is not going all in with with I guess targeting that niche because um I feel most people don't search for that because they're just not educated in the fact that oftentimes these products and these materials and services are actually cheaper than your conventional roof systems. And so we, while we still offer the traditional type of roofing, we do that an excuse to 
take that opportunity to educate the customers about the other products that are out there and how they can save money now and in the long run. Um, and then most of the time they elect, you know, they elect it. And, and mm -hmm. if not, then they don't, but at least it gives us an opportunity to still get those phone calls from the people that um, are just looking for, I had some shingles blow off my it's roof, I need it fixed. Right. Yeah, and then that gets, a, it kind of gets our foot in the door to, to, to educate the community on what else is out there, so. Well, then why couldn't your website be the site that says, hey, did you know that eco-friendly materials cost less than traditional materials? Literally just one article. I'm not saying, you know, write a whole series, but if you had, and you may go and find a writer that can, you know, kind of like make it more search friendly and, but you could use that on your site. You could absolutely have yeah. a link on there that says, you know, just simple resources. Like, did you know that it's actually less money? Or did you know that you could do eco-friendly roofing materials? Like something along those lines, so that your site is the one that comes up when people are trying to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great idea. Like I, I love really what you're saying. Idea. Like um, they're, they'll end up, if you could like really lean into that, they would end up going to your site to get educated because your site would be the one popping up to do the yeah. education. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a phenomenal idea. Yeah, just right. And like I said, so a lot of the SEO stuff is that we're constantly updating our website, constantly posting blogs. Now, in this case, I would say if you just had a, a part of your website, just a link on your site that said, here are some educational you know, resources or whatever it might be, make them fun. You know, like you want it to be like, bam, this is why. But <laughs> if you made it something along the lines of this is why you would go with an eco-friendly you know, roof, this is why you might choose this thing or did you know? Um, or like I said before, like top three reasons, those are all the things that come up in these searches, be the site that everyone finds. Is that something that could also be played out then through social media too, Kelly, like putting this little snippets of did you knows out on social yeah. media to like draw people back to that educational piece? Absolutely. So like Eric, you had said you've been doing this for like ever, right? So <laughs> if you can like kind of channel some of the knowledge and let me Hold on, I did notice on your site, you have like, do you have like five kids? Am I right? I do, yes. Okay, are any of them of social media friendly ages? Um, In terms of user friendly? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Use that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so one thing about like, I can say like, there are like seven year olds that know how to use TikTok better than I do. It's a little terrifying, but also true. Um. So you utilize that like, hey, I want to, you know, I want to set up these tweets or I want to put these things out into the world and make it so that you can line them up for did you know, top three reasons, whatever it might be, and have them once or twice a week. So either lining them up, your kids would probably help with something like that, or, you know, using the right emojis, putting in the right image that might make it a little bit more, hey, this is fun kind of thing. Um, you can absolutely use that for social media. Yeah. Just be, like I said, be the one that they find. So doing social media posts, just based on having the name Eco mm -hmm. Roofing Solutions, Google can capture that. And do you, I guess you have to put in your website on the post and then well, that's how it actually, communicates. So or? kind of. So like if you're looking at, like I'm looking at your Twitter right now. So Twitter is Eco Roofing Solutions. And then your website is listed right there, right? So they know where to go. But if you did, um, let's say you did that resources thing on your site where you wrote like an article about why you would use eco-friendly um, materials or how they're cheaper or whatever it might be, in your post, you would just put a link to it and say like, hey, this is where you can find out more information, something like that. Because if you did write that one, let's say longer article, you could probably tweet that out into, you know, 10 to 15 different little facts or whatever it might be, you know, like, I don't know how many facts are involved, but let's just say. So then you can say like link back to this is where you would find it. Um, and Twitter does this cool thing where they shorten the um, links for you. So it doesn't take up all of your characters. So you can still do your full tweet and then send them back to your site for more information. Um, one thing that I will say about any website for any business ever <laughs> is that you always want to have a call to action. So yours very clearly has the uh, phone number up in the top right, which is big. And then sometimes people aren't ready to, let's say, talk on the phone. You might just want to have like a form that they can fill out, which you do. So when you write those articles, just make sure that at the bottom there's, hey, you know, fill this out for more information. We'll give you a call kind of thing. And so you always want to have something where they know where to go or how to get in touch with you as soon as they're done reading. 
like, oh, this is really cool. I'd, I'd like to know more. Click here. Done. You know, you even at some point, Eric, in the future of this, create a whole white paper about why it's better for the environment and less expensive. And then even like offer that as like, you know, here, give us your email. You'll get this white paper about sustainable roofing. Yeah. yeah. And that'll create some more leads coming in. But I would say even just to show up in the searches, like I said, just make them make them search friendly. Why would I use, you know, why do I want an eco-friendly roof? Why do I want to use different materials? Is it more expensive? You know, you want to make sure you're showing up and no, it's not more expensive. Did you know that it's actually less money? Be that, that site, that landing page. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's really, for me, what I'm seeing for you, Eric, is lean into that heavily. Like make your site the go-to site that people need to get to, to understand why it's the best thing to do on all fronts. Yeah. Yeah. And then it never yeah. hurts to put your website in the post. You were absolutely right. It never hurts to link back. But I would say if you're if you're doing the educational stuff, link back then to that article. But you know, and link you can always link back to different parts of your site. Hey, did you know that we have a team of X amount? Link back to the about page. You know, that kind of thing. You don't always have to link back to the home page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, what benefits do you think you're going to be able to gain from your business by building out your SEO a little bit better? Oh, uh, lots. Um, just increasing uh, leads coming in, lead generation, uh, having a, a better understanding, I guess, a cleaner looking social media platform. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I, I know the one thing I know is that, you know, post, post, post. And um, oftentimes I'll I'll get busy and, uh, and I'll forget and I won't take the time to come up with some creative post. And, uh, so then I'll just do a video because it's a lot quicker and easier for me to take a video, um, which although videos are, are good, I would imagine that, you know, people would want to kind of see the face and, and hear the story. Um, I don't get any of those words. And so, you know, hearing all of these keywords and stuff like that, um, of course I can, I can put them in a post, but um, videos so are great, this, actually. Videos are probably stronger like than you realize. Yeah. So well, that's really good because it depends on the platform. On yeah, it depends on the platform, right? So, like, Instagram was made for images, and so now, especially with Reels and um, what's the other one that they have? Stories. Reels and the shorter one. I don't know. Yes, Stories. Sorry, thank you. I'm like they keep changing all the things, but Reels and Stories are are really big right now, and that is also kind of like where TikTok took off with having different um, keywords and hashtags, right? So very simple, if you're doing a video on Instagram and hashtag roofing or hashtag eco-friendly, you know, like stupid stuff like that. I know it sounds really silly, but those are the things that you're gonna come up for. And so the more views and the more team, and so your, you know, your um, story for the day or your reel for that day could just be like, hey, did you know it's actually less expensive to have an eco-friendly roof? Here's why, these are the materials that we use. And 30 seconds makes a huge difference. And just throwing those little hashtags onto the post too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And obviously making sure everything's public. So you show up in those searches and stuff like that. Um, I would say TikTok is probably one of the biggest ones right now because it you can gain such, it's crazy how much momentum you can gain so quickly uh, because people are just filtering through those videos so quickly, right? They're just thumbing right through and it's just video, 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 video. And so when you have kind of like an explainer series or something where you're creating those videos, you're gonna be that go-to, right? You're gonna be the person that it's showing up. And to be fair, you have a personality, thankfully. And so <laughs> you're able to speak to people and kind of like captivate the audience. That's gonna also help. Video is-, is What is an explainer series? Um, so let's say something, <laughs> if you were going to do a series of videos explaining essentially what you offer, the materials, um, maybe in this case, eco versus uh, traditional roofing, whatever it might be, but basically you're explaining to someone that, for, to be clear, somebody like me who knows nothing about roofing, you're explaining what the differences are, you're explaining what it is that you offer, but you're doing it in like friendly terms, some, you know, simple terms. So like I wouldn't get on an explainer video and be like, okay, and this is why we are going to make a journal entry here and we're going to debit this and credit that because everyone's going to be like, what in the heck is she talking about, you know, but if I got on there and I was like, hey, so you would click here and I'm showing you, this is why you would click here to do this thing in QuickBooks. It's a lot easier. It's I'm explaining it to you. Um, so just think of it like that. If you were explaining it to a customer or someone, a potential customer, 
just explain it out and, you know, let them understand what's happening so that it can be understood by, I would say, the general public. That's really what an explainer video would be. Eric's like all the things are spinning now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm I've been taking notes. Yeah, I've been taking notes. Awesome. It's uh it's always a lot. It's always a lot. I mean, back to what you said in the beginning. Um, you know, you don't ever know enough about it. <laughs> so well, and it's always changing. <laughs> it's always changing. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like all three of us sitting here are small business owners, and there's so much on our plates and so much that we're juggling all the time. I don't know about for you too, but I know for me, there are times where I'm like, I cannot do it all, right? Like I can't do the marketing and the bookkeeping and the managing the people and the this and the that, but there's just these little pieces where like, if you can understand something just a little bit better, it makes your life a little bit easier that day. One thing I would say investing in, and it doesn't have to be expensive, um, you can get a tool to schedule out your social media posts. So if you have time to sit there, let's say my aunt always does hers on Sunday mornings is when she works on her business rather than in her business. So she'll sit down on Sunday and do all the things, you know, make sure she's not missing any emails, et cetera. And then scheduling out those posts could be one of those things. So if you have, let's say you have a week where you want to talk about something specific, sit down on Sunday, schedule them. I mean, you could schedule the time they go out. You can push them to things like Twitter, Facebook, all at the same time. Um, you know, using images, depending on which tool you use. Um, but there's definitely different ways to do it. I use something called Postagram. Um, and I really like it. Yeah, I was gonna say Hootsuite. Um, there's, I mean, there's so many. But so I, I, I have one. With. We use, uh, well, we don't use, I, I have, uh, we, we use, have one through HubSpot. And um, I have been telling myself, to do that for so long and you know it's funny to me that i will not have the time or not devote or take the time to spend an hour to put you know schedule all my posts for the week and not have to worry about it and instead i will deal with the stress and anxiety every single day because um, our goal is to post every day um, you know multiple times a day on my on my personal platforms and then once a day at least on my company platform and um and then I will, you know, a day turns into two days, turns into a week. And then I'm like, oh man. And then I, my, my cliche, my typical filler, if you were to see our Facebook is just a house in the clouds in the background with our logo smacked on there somewhere. And, and you know, hashtag inspection Monday and then post, you know, that's my, oh, I, I don't have time to do it. I got to do it real quick, you know, and, and, and the hashtags, um, I used to be real heavy on them, but I don't, you know, I never knew, do they work, do they not? And uh, so I just haven't, some, you know, haven't been doing it a whole lot lately, but, but uh, yeah, so we have a scheduler. I just, I haven't been smart enough to just sit down. And a lot of times it boils down to content too. I get this mentality of the, the content of the photos that I take or, are not, you know. So did you know, and this is um, crazy, and Tanya, you may not have known this either. Um, what your photos are named is actually also important. So like when I when my phone takes a picture, I have a pixel. So it comes out of like PXL 305, whatever, right? So even being intentional about the name on your photo, because that's also searchable is a thing. Yeah, I know. Really? Super annoying because I'm like, hey, here's another thing you have to worry about. Um, but it's a thing. So no, and it's actually one of the reasons. I'm sorry, Kelly. No, 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 go ahead. I was just making sure that like your logo photo that you have that you use all the time, just make sure that it's, you know, named correctly. If it's eco roofing, whatever you're supposed to, you know, whatever it is named, just make sure it's named. That's all. No, it's actually one of the reasons why I've delegated this. I don't know if you even knew this, Eric. I don't know if you've ever met my mom, but she is our marketing person and she uses Hootsuite. So I rarely even see what's going on, but she has a little formula of how she brands photos and how she names photos. And then she's actually doing it about a month in advance of putting everything up. She has a very succinct schedule. Um, you know, every Monday is like our little coffee post. So it's like, may your coffee be this, may something be that, and may your week be profitable every single Monday, right? So it's like consistent in that. But yeah, she's very much all about, and I, I figured out early on that I had to delegate that. Otherwise I was going to be like you, Eric, of like, <laughs> I should, I should, I should, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Oh, I should have, I should have, I should have. Right. Like, yeah. so I finally just decided I'm not going to, it's hard putting myself through that stress every week of like, why did I not do all the things that I should have done? 
I'm just going to let someone else do it for me. And she's taken it and run with it. And she does fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely need somebody to delegate to. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Even still like, um, so one thing that I would say, if, if it is going to be you for whomever is, you know, listening, put it on your calendar. Like it's as if it was a client meeting. So if it's every Monday at 8 a.m., this is what you sit down and do for an hour, then it's a client meeting with yourself and making sure that you're not scheduling anything else at that time. Um, that's why my aunt does it on Sundays, because no one's really going to be reaching out to her. She can take an hour or two and just do it, you know, for her business. And she's not worried about calls coming in or emails that she has to urgently answer any place she has to be. Um, she just gets up, she sits with her coffee, and that's what she does. And so it's helped her be more consistent. And so she doesn't have to like worry about it. It's just done every Sunday. That's it. So yeah, just put it on your calendar or wherever it is that you keep your time. It just makes it a little easier. So the, the key word that I'm taking away from this whole podcast that we've been talking about all day today is consistency, right? Like in everything, <laughs> consistency in timing, consistency in wording, consistency in posting, all those types of things. So awesome. Well, thank you guys both so much. This has been a great podcast. I know I've learned more. I hope that you have as well, Eric. Thank you so much, Kelly, for sharing with us. Yes. Tell us, oh, Kelly, how can people find out more about Totally SEO? Uh, so we have a website, <laughs> totally, um, totally-seo.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Facebook and all the places. Uh, but yeah, definitely our website is the best place to start. There's a form on there. Our, you know, the packages that we offer, everything is there. Awesome. And what about Eco Roofing, Eric? How can we find out more about your business? Uh, EcoRoofAZ.com uh, is our website. Uh, you can go on there and it'll tell you there's a contact form you can fill out if you want us to give you a call and learn more about us. Otherwise, you can find a lot of the content throughout the web page and like the about us page that Kelly had mentioned. That's that's uh, um, about us, believe it or not. So that's that's a good way to kind of <laughs> learn about us and what we do and why we do it. So EcoRoofAZ.com. Thank you guys both so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Construction Junction. To find out more about the junction between accounting and construction, please email hello at theprofitconstructors.com.